Miracy. And it stems from the fact that quizzes are all about asking questions when someone lands on your website. And if you've ever had a conversation with someone where they've asked you a really thoughtful question, a really insightful question that's made you think, what it does is it conveys instant credibility. Hello, I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped more than 70,000 coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where my guests and I discuss challenging conversations that we face with our coaching clients, but also how we need to take a deeper look into different issues that we might deal with in our coaching businesses and even within ourselves. And part of the challenges that coaches face is how to discover exactly where to find leads. Like, where do you find the clients that you want to get? So today's guest is the Inc. 500 CEO of The Ask Method, an entrepreneur and the number one national best-selling author of the books Choose and Ask. His work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Harvard Business Review, USA Today, Forbes, Entrepreneur on NBC News and Fox, and over 250,000 entrepreneurs subscribe to his email newsletter offering business advice. I'm so excited to bring on, and I'm going to be talking with Ryan Levesque about the the power of quizzes and building leads, finding your clients, and diving into all of that stuff of putting yourself out there and doing the work you're meant to be doing. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Melinda, it's awesome to be here. And gosh, what a kind and warm introduction. That was really, really thoughtful. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. And I'm so glad that you're here. Now, you and I also know each other. We're in a mastermind together. So I've known you, I think, going on six, maybe seven years. I kind of lost count. Well, before we get into our topic, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background with our listeners? My story is one, I think, like many people, found myself into this business, uh, not by design, but sort of by chance. In 2008, when I was working in Asia and working in finance, I literally woke up one day walked into my office and the Wall Street Journal Asia edition had a headline that said AIG, the company I was working for at the time, to file for bankruptcy. And it was sort of like this moment where I thought to myself, all right, I've always wanted to start my own business. Maybe this is the sign from the universe that now is the time. And that very day, I called my wife and I said, honey, take a look at uh, WSJ.com. And she said, what does that mean? I said, I don't know, but I think this is that sign I've been waiting for. I drafted up a resignation letter, handed it to my boss. And two weeks later, I was unemployed and starting my first business, which has led to a you know very successful coaching practice. But that's kind of how all things got started and kind of the early days of uh, what brought us to this moment in time. Yeah, it's so fascinating, like all the things that happened, and then it's like there's a through line that brings us to right now. So I want to talk about that. We're going to get into the topic that you love and uh, that I come to you for, which is all about quizzes, but I really want to talk about what's behind quizzes first, which is really about generating leads, because that's, you know, with the folks that I work with, they're brand new in business within the first couple of years, and that's the phrases that I hear all the time is like putting myself out there. I got to find leads. How do I grow my audience? How do I build my list? 
Can you talk about why it is such a challenge for new entrepreneurs to put themselves out there? What's been your experience and perspective on that? Yeah, well, I think there's so many things that happen, both practically speaking and almost psychologically speaking as well. So, you know, I like to say that leads are the lifeblood of every business. And without leads, you have no clients. Without any clients, you don't have a business. It's sort of like watering a garden, right? Um, You can have all the best intentions, but if you don't have irrigation, if you don't have water flowing to that garden, it doesn't matter how hard you work, it doesn't matter how amazing you are, uh, you're never going to grow your business. And I think for many early stage entrepreneurs, I can certainly speak for myself, is that I think there's a sense of imposter syndrome. We think that uh, we don't have all the letters at the back of our name or the years of experience or the hundreds of client testimonials. And so we think, who are we? So we're constantly battling this game internally, this mental game of trying to put ourselves out there. But one of the things that I've learned is that a quiz funnel is a way to get instant authority in any market. And it stems from the fact that quizzes are all about asking questions when someone lands on your website. And if you've ever had a conversation with someone where they've asked you a really thoughtful question, a really insightful question that's made you think, what it does is it conveys instant credibility. You don't have to have the words at the end of your name. When you ask a really good question that gets someone really thinking, they immediately jump to the conclusion, wow, you've really given this some thought. Like, what else do you know? Tell me a little bit more about your business. How can you help me? So it's a great door opener strategy for any business, whether you are a coach that's been doing this for a long time, or you're just thinking about starting a brand new coaching business. And I remember one time I was talking with you, um, and we were talking about just the whole concept, and I call it the psychology behind the quiz. I'm not sure if that's what it is. But through the process, you know, with the quiz, you're asking that series of questions that you just talked about so that we can understand the people that we're interacting with so that we can help them as if we were working with them one-on-one. Because that's one of the biggest things that I see is people, new coaches especially, they're okay helping people one-on-one or connecting one-on-one. It's like I can have that conversation, but when they try to go to many people at once, they feel like they lose that personal connection and it becomes impersonal. Can you talk more about that? A quiz in many ways is the one-on-one conversation that you would have with someone if you were sitting down with them in person or over Zoom or over the phone. But instead of having that conversation with one person at a time, your website is having that conversation with dozens or hundreds of people every single week on autopilot, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so the first kind of thing to be thinking about is how your quiz can replace that conversation that you might have with someone when they reach out to you. In the same way that, you know, Melinda, if I ran into you at an event and I said, hey, Melinda, I I hear you're an expert at helping people grow a coaching business. I'm thinking about starting a coaching business. What should I do next? Your answer is not going to be, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Your answer most likely is going to be, well, before I can recommend anything, do you mind if I ask you a few questions, Ryan, to learn a little bit about you and your situation? And I'm going to say, of course, yes, absolutely. And just like a doctor, you're going to diagnose and prescribe the best next step for me based on the answers to my questions. And a quiz funnel is what does that very thing and does it for you all day, every day on your website. We've been talking about quizzes, quiz funnels, and all that. Like, it, Describe exactly, for those of uh, our listeners that may not have met you or may not know you, what do you mean by quiz? Because I just want to clarify that. Because there are certain things it is and certain things it's not. 
It's a great question. But you want to think about it like this. So when someone lands on your website, instead of saying something like, click the link below to book a call or click the link below to get my book, you're saying the equivalent of click the link below to find out your results. Now, if you sell one product or service, let's say, for example, I think for many of us here, if you are a coach, maybe the next step that you want to invite someone to take is to perhaps book a call with you. Or maybe it is to watch your webinar, or maybe it is to, to consume something that you've created, like an episode of your podcast. Well, if you sell to everybody in a generic one-size-fits-all way, it feels like a generic experience. But if you begin by asking a series of questions, you can present that opportunity to get on the phone with you, for example, in a customized way. And I'll give you an example for this. Imagine for a moment that you are a business coach and you help people, for example, builds a, uh, a business that is in alignment with their dreams. And of course, there's no one-size-fits-all answer for this. Well, imagine someone takes your quiz, and then after they take your quiz, they're presented with a short video from you. And the video says, well, based on the little I know about you and your situation, based on your answers, it sounds like the best next step for you might be as follows. Let me explain. And you're giving them some custom bite-sized piece of free advice, free information that is tailored to their unique situation. Now, naturally, you don't know enough about that person with a few quiz questions to give them the whole picture, but what it does is it cracks the door open for them to want to know more, for them to want to get on the phone with you. And so you can follow that up by saying something like, well, look, there's only so much I can know about you by answering a few simple questions. What I'd love to do is I'd love to invite you to, to get on the phone together and you and I, we can look at your quiz results together and what they really mean and what I'd recommend doing about it. All you need to do is click the link below, book a pick a time to uh, get on the phone and we'll talk in the next few days. So what you're doing here is you're kind of cracking the door open. You're using the power of micro commitments, little tiny baby steps you're inviting someone to take before you say, hey, let's work together. You've got a date before you can get married. And this is a way of creating a little bit of a breadcrumb trail to kind of ease people along one tiny little baby step at a time. I love that. I love the micro commitments, those bite-sized pieces. You know, one of the things that we teach and we put attention on in our program is kind of fast forward for a minute when somebody says yes to hiring you, either signing up for your package or course or prayer, whatever you're offering. We talk about the customer success journey and mapping that out. And we talk about the distinction between just housekeeping and onboarding. Like we have to engage our new clients to take small steps get quick wins to create that momentum. And what I just heard you describe is you're backing that up to before they ever become a client while they are, pro it's like the prospect success journey. And you're mapping out that breadcrumb to help them determine and build that know, like, and trust factor so that you can build that relationship while they're a lead on your list, nurture them until they are ready to take that step based on what you've shared with them. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all of that. And what it enables you to do is people can have that quote unquote ownership experience, meaning they can know what it's like to work with you no matter what. People are buying you and they have an opportunity to experience you in a bite-sized way. Now, the reason why a quiz is so much more effective at doing this than anything else is think about the number of things that you've downloaded, podcasts that you have you know, said, I'll listen to this later, books that are on your bookshelf, ebooks that are in that folder that we all have on our computer that you're going to read someday, right? Like go back to that folder after this interview and you'll be reminded of the stuff that you downloaded four or five years ago that you still haven't written. 
A quiz is something that people engage with in real time. There's no delay. They answer questions, they get the results. And instead of making the, the listener, the reader, the watcher do all the work to figure out what do I pull from this piece of content, you're doing that work for them. You're asking questions to give them customized information for their situation, not generic information, but customized. And it's akin to the same type of work you'll be doing with that client when you're working with them one-on-one. So it approximates that experience. So yes, it accelerates the KLT, no like trust. It gives people a chance to interact and experience you before they become a paying client. And it allows you to really shine in what you do best, which is as a coach, we ask questions, right? So we can understand our client and recommend the best next step for them, coach them through what that next move is. So that's exactly what you're doing with this quiz. So I imagine some of our listeners are like, okay, that's good, but how do I get people to my quiz? Like, I still don't have people. Like, how do I find those people? What's your response to that? It's a great question. And and we have coaches, you know, just to kind of set the stage, and I know you set the stage, but we work with coaches in all sorts of different industries and have for the last decade. And we have coaches that use all sorts of different traffic sources to send people to their quiz. So we have clients that use Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn in B2B spaces, not to mention Google, both SEO, paid Google search. Uh, People even use things like podcasts. Uh, We've got a number of coaches that have platforms like podcasts and YouTube channels, and their primary call to action is, if you've enjoyed this episode and you might be wondering, where do you go next? Well, we've got this free quiz to recommend what the best next step is for you. Go ahead to blankityblankquiz.com, right? So um, you can use virtually any platform that you've created and drive people to the quiz. Now, here's the reason why the quiz is the absolute most effective top of funnel strategy, what we describe as sort of that first point of contact to have with someone. So we've gathered all this useful information. So imagine not just knowing a person's name and email address when they sign up for your list or they subscribe to your email list, but you also know five to 10 data points about that individual. You might know, for example, what stage of business they're in, if you're a business coach. You might know what their biggest challenge is. You might know some demographic information, like where they are in life, what their age is. Do they have a family? Any information that's helpful and relevant to you. So that information becomes so much more powerful when it comes to both having that initial conversation and following up. Just think about it. If you wanted to send that individual a case study of a client that you've worked with, what's more effective? sending everybody the same exact case study, the same exact client story, the same exact success story, or finding a success story that's as close to that individual as possible. If I tell you the story of a bike company, a bicycle company that's selling bicycles using the power of a quiz, your reaction is probably going to be, but does this work for coaches? Versus if I tell you the story of Dr. Tanji Watkins, who used a quiz to build a pre-launch list for her coaching practice, starting completely from scratch, no quiz, no website, no business, no experience, created a quiz, what's your success alignment score, helping people with their career, what's your career success alignment score, and she generated $20,000 in coaching income in her first month on the back of those leads, your ears are probably going to perk up and say, tell me more about that quiz, right? So you're just doing the same thing with this information. So I believe every coach on every coach's homepage, it should start with some version of a quiz funnel that allows you to do real-time lead scoring, 
So in other words, if someone is a, a good fit, you might get on the phone with them right away. If someone is a bad fit based on their quiz answers, you might say, you know what, between us, I'm probably not the best coach for you, but let me recommend my friend Melinda, who is perfect for what it is that you're looking to achieve. So you can create not only a better sales experience, you not only are better selling, and you alluded to this at the beginning of this conversation, Melinda, you're most importantly, better serving. So it doesn't matter what traffic source you use, whether it's Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, podcast, SEO, blog posts, you name it, this is a strategy that you can use. You mentioned earlier, I just want to bring it up because I think this is so important with the way our industry and the online world is evolving, especially over the last few years that, um, and I've heard you say this phrase before, we're not in this one size fits all world anymore. Like maybe once upon a time ago that worked, but it doesn't work anymore. And so I think about that being a mistake that a lot of well, I was going to say newer coaches, but a lot of people continue to make. What are some other mistakes that you see people making when it comes to generating leads, building their list, growing their audience? Yeah, you know, so I think no matter what, and of course, um, we're focusing the conversation around quizzes here today, mm -hmm. it's important to get very clear on what is the next step you want someone to take. And I see this happen all the time. People will launch a book or they'll create a podcast, or they'll write an ebook, or they'll create a download, a lead magnet, a PDF, a cheat sheet, a blueprint. And there isn't a good connection between that thing and what it is that you help people with in your coaching practice. There's a disconnect that happens. And so if we talk about when it comes to creating a quiz, the first step that you want to take is not what should your quiz be about, which is where most people go. They think, oh, I'm going to create this quiz in the order in which someone's going to take it. I'm going to start with the quiz headline and then question number one and then question number two. You actually want to start with the end in mind. You want to start with what's the offer? What's the next step you want someone to take after they take your quiz? And the, the image that always comes to mind, this has always been helpful for me, is if you remember the Indiana Jones movies, I think it's the Temple of Doom. I might be wrong about which one, but remember when Harrison Ford is on that rope bridge Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way I like to think about it is you are on one side of that canyon. Your market is on the other side of that canyon. What you want them to do is cross that very precarious rope bridge and get them to take tiny little baby steps to trust you enough to walk across that rope bridge and get to the other side. So in order to get clear on where we want to take people, we need to get clear on what that destination is. What is that other side? What is that next step? Then and only then can you design a bridge that's going to connect people from the other side of the canyon where they are right now and attract people to take that first step and that second step and that third step. So the first big mistake is, is following the wrong process, is creating the funnel that's leading people from not knowing who you are to becoming a client in the order that someone would take those steps. You actually want to start with the end first and then work your way backwards. Love that. What's another mistake, specifically with quizzes, that you see people making when they, when they start doing that? So when it comes to a quiz, now we're kind of at this point now where hopefully if you're listening to this right now, you're starting to brainstorm, what is that next step? What is it that you want someone to, to do after they take your quiz? Is it book a call with you? Is it watch your webinar? Is it listen to your podcast? Is it join your group? Is it sign up for your challenge? So once you've gotten clear on what that is, now we got to go back to the beginning again. Think about that rope bridge. 
we need a way to attract people, the right people to take that quiz. And what we need in marketing terms is what we call a hook. A hook, you can think about it as sort of like the big idea, the angle that gets someone really interested in taking your quiz. And what we found having you know, built a, a quiz funnel technology where over 12,000 quiz funnels have been built, we have a tremendous amount of data, tremendous amount of information. And what we found is that there are only three types of quizzes that consistently work and work well. And so what I'd love to invite sort of as a micro exercise here in real time is as I go through each of these three types, and I'll share an example for each one, think about which one you think makes the most sense for your business. And, and you don't have to commit to it, but just you know your initial idea, which one do you think kind of speaks to you more than the others? First type of quiz is what we call a type quiz. A type quiz is where you're putting people into one of several buckets based on their type. Now, the psychology behind this is that we as human beings are compelled to put things into different categories, right? Even when we were kids, what would we do? We'd learn the difference between dogs and cats, right? This is a dog. This goes in the dog bucket. This is a cat. This goes in the cat bucket. We start learning how to differentiate things. But what's interesting is that even when something exists on a spectrum, like color, our brains naturally have to organize the infinite possibility of color into different buckets. We see yellow versus orange versus red versus blue versus green. Our brains make sense. This is an artificial construct. Well, the same thing is true for people. We want to know what bucket do we fit into? Which one do I land in, right? We all go around life thinking that we're all unique and all the problems that we have have never been faced before. But as soon as we know that there is a label for it, as soon as we know that, oh, this is a thing, like this is a diagnosable thing. Oh my gosh, it, it relieves the anxiety of us thinking, is there a solution to it? As soon as we know that there is a name, a label for the thing that we're going through right now, immediately our brains recognize that if there's a problem and it's known, there must be a solution. So an example of a type quiz, and I'll, I'll give a few of them. One of them is uh, a weight loss type quiz. So a doctor who's a coach, created this uh, concept called the weight loss type. And what he found is that there are four predominant weight loss hormones, adiponectin, ghrelin, insulin, and cortisol. And by asking his patients and clients a few simple questions, he could identify which of those hormones was most likely to be out of balance. So he created something called the weight loss type quiz. Take this quiz to find out your body's weight loss type. And with that information, he can recommend the best foods to eat, which foods to avoid, by the way, the type of exercise that's going to be most effective in helping you lose weight, and the dietary supplementation that you should take alongside that. So that's an example of a type-based quiz. The next type of quiz, in contrast, is what we call a killer quiz. A killer quiz is a little bit different. A killer quiz is where you help people identify the mistake, the biggest mistake that they're making in their life or their business, holding them back from getting the result that they want to achieve which presumably is the result that you help people with as a coach. So an example of this is in the golf space. I think of a golf coach. His name is Jim McLean, who created a quiz. What is your number one swing killer? What is the biggest mistake you're making in your golf swing right now that's holding you back from hitting with distance, consistency, and power? And similarly, he knows that by asking a few simple questions, he can help identify what the biggest mistake is, what to do about that, offering some free value in exchange for taking the quiz and leading people to want to solve the underlying fundamental problems with their quiz, which naturally involves working with him as their golf coach. So that's a killer quiz. 
Third type of quiz is what we call a score quiz. A score quiz is where you help people identify where they are on a spectrum of success. In other words, if they are at you know level one, level two, level three, are they a grade A, A minus, B, B plus? What is their score relative to where they want to be? And what this helps you articulate is the gap between where they are right now and where their goal is. Now, naturally, your services as a coach or your product is what helps fill that gap. So an example of a score-based quiz would be Dev Basu. He is a marketing coach, and he helps brick-and-mortar businesses identify what is their online readiness score. How ready are they to transition their business from offline to online? And he gives people a score, and based on that score, invites them to get on the phone with them to talk about what next steps they should take to go from a C plus to an A minus, and so on and so forth. But anyone listening to this or watching this right now, this is a great first step to take right now. Type, killer, or score. Which quiz framework do you think might make the most sense for your business? And just jot it down. Write down whatever idea comes to mind first. So Melinda, I'll give you a chance to respond to that. Maybe you get some ideas for your business or projects that you might be working on, but that's a great first step and avoids the mistake of the wrong hook when it comes to your quiz. Yeah, we did. We actually built a quiz and we did the score so that we could score people with how organized and prepared and ready they are in their business, in the back end of their business. And it was kind of a ranking so that they could see the gaps of what was missing, where they needed to focus to create a stronger foundation or up-level their packages, whatever was missing. That scoring quiz helped us to connect with them so they could focus on the next area that they needed to focus on instead of just saying, okay, here, everybody go through the whole thing with us because some people didn't need it. They already had a few things in place. And so that scoring quiz allowed us to really provide the right resources to the people once they completed it. Yeah, I love that. It's a great introduction to your services by being able to say, look, you might be wondering, what do you do about it? Which is the natural question everybody asks after they take a well-designed quiz. You give a little bit of value in exchange for their quiz answers and deliver that value in the form of a report that they might get, say video that they might be able to watch immediately, but it introduces a question in their mind. Okay, great. So what do I do about it? What's the, what do you recommend? What's the best next step? And it's almost like they're inviting you to say, well, thank you so much for asking. Let me tell you a little bit right. about what I help people with all day, every day. And it's that very thing. Yeah. So it makes your sales process feel very conversational and not salesy at all, because they're almost asking you to tell them about what you do. And I love that approach because, again, in my book, I wrote about the coach approach. And it's like, you're not, like you said, you're not selling. It's just like, well, here's what I offer if this makes sense based on the conversation we've had so far, either by the quiz or in person or on the phone, whatever. Then I think this is your next best step. And then they get to decide. So they feel like, and they actually are in control of those steps. You've just helped them get clear and understand their commitment if they're ready to take that step forward or not. Precisely. Exactly. Yes. Now, we've talked a lot about generating leads, building your list. We've talked a lot about quizzes. Now, you've got a resource. I want to make sure that we get this, uh, that our listeners know about this. You've got a resource. Can you talk about that that you want to share with our listeners? 
Yes, absolutely. So every once in a while, we will do a workshop on the topic of how to create, build, and launch one of these quizzes. And if you're listening to this right now, it means that we've got one that's like literally happening right around the corner. And when we do these workshops, like the one that's coming up, it's a week-long workshop where we go through the entire process of how to figure out what your quiz topic should be, what quiz questions you should ask, what offer makes the most sense, what type of quiz is right for you. We go through dozens of examples. So if you're the type of person like me, like I'm a very visual person, and I know this is a audio conversation, but if you want to see examples of coach quizzes in action, other coaches and what their quizzes actually look like, both in the public-facing view and also behind the scenes inside the technology used to create them, then you're going to love this. Now, when we do one of these workshops, uh, the price is normally $100 to attend the workshop. So it's not super expensive, but it does have a ticket price. However, because you are a listener, you are a subscriber, and because Melinda and I have known each other for, um, gosh, in internet years, it feels like forever, right. we wanted to do something really, really special, and that's this. If you go to the link quizfunnel.com forward slash JBC, which stands for just between coaches, so quizfunnel.com forward slash JBC, you're going to get to a page that's going to invite you to put a coupon code on the page. And after you answer a few questions, tell us a little bit about your business and where you're at. If you fill in the field that asks for a coupon code with JBC for just between coaches, JBC, and click the link that says apply code. It's going to take that $100 ticket price down to zero, 100% free, just because you are a listener and a subscriber. So that is what we got coming up. And that is really, Melinda, the best next step for anybody who's wondering, okay, like, how do I get started? Like, what do I do? Like, how do I put this all together and interested or even just curious to learn more? Awesome. And thank you so much for doing that, Ryan. Now, like I said, we've talked about a lot. I just want to summarize some of what we've covered today. So we talked about some of the challenges with building a list and generating leads. I love what you said about leads are the lifeblood of every business. We talked about how coaches and entrepreneurs struggle with the imposter syndrome, and we have to battle that mental game, and how a quiz funnel creates instant authority. Whether you've been in this for a while or you're brand new in this, it creates that instant authority because you're asking questions, and it's that great door opener strategy. We talked about how we can ask those questions so that we can diagnose and prescribe for each person that you interact with and how this really allows us to that that question that so many people have about, you know, I, I can have the conversation one-on-one, -on -one, but how do I have it with several people? And the, the quiz funnel being an amazing tool for that and how to offer bite-sized pieces of insight and advice to just, like I said, crack that door open. And we talked about the KLT, the no like and trust factor. You talked about the psychology of self-discovery. And I love when you described the ownership experience and what it's like for them to work with us. They'll get to experience that through these micro commitments. And how do we find people to send to our quiz? We talked about platforms and we talked about some of the mistakes and then how you can also use this with your clients. Ryan, is there anything else that you want people to know about this topic? Any parting words? No, one piece of advice one of my coaches once shared with me that I've really internalized, and it's something that I share with all of my clients, is that with anything, and it's certainly true with a quiz, you don't have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. But the best time to get it going is right here, right now, today. 
And if you feel like you have momentum, if it feels like you are excited about taking that next step, I'd invite you to join us at the workshop because it's going to be awesome and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that would be my parting piece of advice for anybody who is interested in learning more and going further. Otherwise, Melinda, I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to share, to be here, and to have this conversation here today. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. Ryan, just a huge thank you to you for this fun conversation on this topic that really has a lot of people struggling. So thanks for unpacking it with me. And you can find out more about him and the workshop at quizfunnel.com forward slash JBC. That stands for Just Between Coaches. It's quizfunnel.com forward slash JBC. Ryan, thank you so much for coming to the show. Beautiful. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Making It and Course Lab. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Mishi Lance assembled the episode. Danny Eni is our executive producer, and post-production was by Post Office Sound. To get future great episodes that are coming up on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Miracy. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? In each episode of Once Upon a Business, Lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs, coaches, and course creators. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because 
it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud. We can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.